Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla, and we're so glad that you could join us. Before we begin, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, Lord, and we thank you for your loving kindness and the patience and the long-suffering that you show towards us, Lord. We ask that you'll forgive us for any sins, Lord, and we forgive those who have trespassed against us, Lord. And we thank you for wholeness and soundness that you've given to our minds, our, our souls, and our spirits, Lord, and our bodies, of course. And we thank you for the the work that you have started and that you're finishing in us, Lord, that you aren't leaving us incomplete and lacking, God. So we thank you for those blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We want to congratulate you for completing the study of Ephesians with us. So Mm, if you're listening to this episode, you, you have probably, highly probably, listened to all the episodes and been alongside us as we have gone through and studied out the word in depth and revealed all that the Lord or revealed all the Lord's revealed to us Mm -hmm. shared that Mm -hmm. and I trust the Lord that you have grown immensely Mm -hmm. because that's that's what the word does right and it causes growth and change in us and we become more conformed to the image of Christ which we are called to be Amen. So in this episode, we are going to, if you will, do a wrap up and discuss some of the things that really stood out to us as we have gone along through the book of Ephesians and just give each of you the opportunity to share what was revealed and what stood out to you from Holy Spirit. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. So the way the Lord had given it to me is like a point from each chapter, like a, a main um, main topic, if you will, like if you were writing a paper. So we'll start with chapter one. And that important part and point for me was that God wanted us to know who he was in his entirety, not just get used to knowing only one aspect of him. We only know him as our benefactor. He's um He's our genie in the box that we pull out when we need him, but we don't we can't recognize him and we don't know him or allow him to work in his other functions in our lives as, you know, the parent in parenting, there is discipline when there is required, but we don't like that aspect of the Lord. We just want him to bless us. Dad, you mentioned the uh, the candle and the example from there's two sides to it. There's the one that gives light. Yes. But there's the other one that also gives light with the correcting that causes the rest of it, the, the impurities to come up to the top so they could be eradicated so that they could bring further blessing because we can't move forward and progress if we still are holding on to these sinful habits patterns behaviors ideas what what, whatever category it falls falls into we can't progress without it so 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 you mean as in this case the candles being burned from both ends because there are if oh because the Lord is doing it. One aspect is the blessings that are being rained down on us. And the other is in the refining process. Yes. Taking out the impurities. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. So 
we shouldn't just settle for knowing him in only one aspect or we can only look at him if he's only doing the things that we want him to but accepting him in his entirety because we want him to accept us in our entirety as well for this the second chapter the biggest point that stood out for me was when paul was talking about remembering where we came from and not getting this this Um, puffed up head and thinking you're better than somebody else but remembering that we were all sinners we were all on the same path to destruction the only reason we left or had the opportunity to leave was because God showed mercy love and compassion to us and Paul was encouraging the Lord actually through Paul was encouraging us to show that same mercy that same compassion that same love to everybody else around us that we wanted and we expect the Lord to show to us because we think we've earned it, which, you know, we haven't, but being willing and ready to, to show that to other people, that's something else different. There's a willingness, but then being able to do it or actually going to do it is takes it to the performance to another level for the third chapter. Um, God has already made available to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. We don't have to snatch from him. We don't have to beg him to do something because he's already invested his best in us. But we have to partake of it. David said there was a table prepared before him in the presence of his enemies. He had to partake of the healing that was on that table, the forgiveness that was on the table, the oil of joy that was on the table. He didn't roll around on the ground and go, Lord, give me this feast. Give me these things. When he needed it, he went and got it from the Lord. And when I say he took it from the Lord, I don't mean he snatched it off and go, Lord, you better give this to me because I earned it. He went and he, he took the tools out of his tool belt that he needed for the moment and he used them. So we should be the same way. He's already made it available to us. If He's freely given those things to us. A gift because we couldn't earn it in and of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we should partake of it and we should be willing to do so as well not expecting god to come down on the cloud and do everything for us because that's also showing maturity when you go and do the work pastors and it just teachers in general they shouldn't be turned to dried husk because you know us younger ones don't want to mature we want to suck and leech and we want to snatch from other people but we're unwilling to share and let me explain what i mean for Please example, <laughs> mommy and dad, you tell us all the time you don't want 42-year-old babies. You don't want to be spoon-feeding us. And quite frankly, I don't want to be spoon-fed at the age of 42. That's disgusting. You don't want 42-year-old babies who can't function as adults. We can't do what God has called us to do. The same thing with the congregants and the structure of a church. The pastors are there to guide them while they're young. Yes. And to pour into them like a parent to a child when they're young. Yes. But there's comes a point when those younger ones transition from being a child into an adult and they are expected to be able to function in the role that they're supposed to be functioning in for that time and that season. We don't expect five-year-olds to drive a car, to pay the rent, to do any of those things because they aren't prepared for it at that time. But when they turn whatever the the age is in America, it's 18. Now we're going, you should understand by now. And we start transitioning, you you and mommy, dad, you will, you teach us how to have a master class at life. That's what you've given us so that we're able to function in the calling that the Lord has for us so that we can be useful to the master, not having to be babied 
for the entirety that we're uh, the entire time that we're here hmm. and then the uh, looking at the authorities you know sometimes when i was younger i i thought when i grow up i'm gonna do whatever i want to nobody can tell me nothing because i'll be the boss and i'll be in charge <laughs> and that was actually childish and immature and ungodly because god's he ordained the the authoritative structure of parents over children mm-hmm. of um presidents for an example over a nation he gave those roles because that's what's in heaven so for me to go i'm just going to cast it all off because i want to be my own boss was a childish thought that i had and when the lord said it i thought he was being mean i was like lord i'm not childish i'm pretty mature (laughs) don't you know for my age and he said no you still need to come up in this area so we have to understand that Mm -hmm. the structures weren't put here to be used as um to, for people to be oppressed by them, but it's used as a guide so that you understand and you grow and you can succeed because if there's no law, lawlessness abounds. We read that in Proverbs where there's no word from the Lord, when there's no law, sin is rampant and it's everywhere. So the Lord put these structures in place so that we look unto him and that we progress and we succeed and we run towards him, not away from him. And then the last thing, my favorite about the armor of God. We can't pick and choose which pieces that we want. Lord, I like that color. I want my shield to be pink. I don't like the way you did it. Or I don't think I need a sword. I can use a slingshot because that's what David used. Picking and choosing the pieces that we want or we think we need. And mama, you told, you remind us about those words all the time. Think, seem, appear, indicators and red flags that the opposite is the truth it seems like um i don't need this armor nope you absolutely bet your bottom dollar you need the armor Mm -hmm. and god gave the whole armor because each piece performs a specific function and it all of the pieces together give us that divine protection that we say that we want from the lord but if we pick and choose then only parts will only be half covered and then we leave the, the door open for the adversary to eat our lunch and pop the bag, which I'm not quite sure who that came from, but I really like that saying. <laughs> so we, we can't, in the summation of all six points in one, is we can't pick and choose what pieces of God we want. Either we want the, his entirety or we don't want part of him, period. We can't have half of God and half of the devil and think it's going to work out. It's all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Let Charles, go ahead. Well, as you're speaking, Layla, the Lord was reminding me of the various points that we covered inside of chapter four, and we see that Paul was talking about throughout. Um, we see inside the section about the new man that he's encouraging them to no longer walk according to how they previously did and their own mindsets, but the Lord was revealing to me that this is a, a continuous process and we one that we see Paul addressing during the whole Ephesians that we're once we start off like this, which we see inside the first two chapters, you start off in this manner. But as as such as you're saying, Layla, that we should be moving forward, and we shouldn't be infants for the duration of our whole lives, um, which is physically impossible. But if we are tr- determined to try to tempt that, we shouldn't be doing that. But we should also be as we're moving forward, we have to realize that this is a process which is something that Paul continually hammers over and over that this is not something that happens overnight. This is not, okay, Lord, I'm going to submit to you for the one day I'm at church, but then I'm going to do my own thing. And I'll, I think that's all right. That's not how it works. 
but it's a continual choice that we have to be monitoring and moving forward and inside of each and every day. We see that inside of the spiritual armor. To have a war zone, you don't just get to pick the day the enemy attacks you. You say, Sundays, uh-uh, Sundays, this is rest Time day. Time out. You, mm-hmm. That's not how it works. You have to be ready at all times. And that's something that is very important inside of our lives, to be ready for the Lord to use us and to be ready to give up all the things that the Lord asks us, as we see with Abraham. He didn't give him three years to pe- meditate on giving up Isaac and start to get himself together. He asked him, well, are you willing to do this? And he went and did it. Amen. Amen. Honey, go ahead. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. What stood out to me was, well, I'll say the reason the Lord had us, you know, led us, told us, commanded us <laughs> to do the book of Ephesians. And and both you, Layla and Charles, have alluded to um, the reason why, right? What happened in Ephesians was this process, as you brought up. And what was that process and result? The, process, the end result of that process is not just about refining, right? It's not just about becoming willing. It's about putting things into a divine order. Because we, as the church, as the body of Christ, but also as his bride, yes, as Layla, you brought up, we are being refined. We are being purified. That's what we're called to be. Well, in order to for those things to happen, we must be in the divine order. It's not as I've heard in the past with Ephesians, the church functioning. There is a call to order, but also a placing in order. And it is a process. So after we are put in the divine order, after we have been willing and obedient to the Lord to submit to him, to his leading through Holy Spirit, now it's up, I'll say, up to us to choose to remain in his divine order, being willing to allow him to lead us throughout. And and this is only, I don't, I don't even want to say it's the first step in what the Lord is, is doing and, and having us do for, for this year and this season. But it is a step in what he has called for not just us and in this ministry and those that are listening but for the entire world, the entire earth to come into alignment because what the Lord is ultimately, what he's doing is putting together his end time army. He is bringing in the end time harvest. In order to bring in the harvest, we must be in a divine order. And there are other steps along the way that that we are going to go through here in these, I'll say the, the next few books that the Lord has already informed us, selected, revealed to us that we're going to do and the, and the reasoning behind each one. For Ephesians, it was about coming into that divine order, his body, ultimately his bride, coming into the divine order and operating within the structure that the Lord created. So for me, that Mm. that was the biggest thing. And yes, there are lots of different revelations within that about being refined, about being purified or stated how the Bible commands us, right? To be conformed to the image of the Father's Son, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. So, uh, you know, we're, we're all moving forward in that. We're, we are not perfected. We've not arrived. This is, as you pointed out again, Charles, this is a process. And so let's, let's complete the process. Let's go through. Let's fulfill what is our, I'll say, reasonable service of worship. Mm-hmm. And 
continue to move forward in that. Amen. Amen. You know, and I think um, along what you were saying, um, my love, and I, I love the perspective that everybody um, provided. We've been trying to put on armor and we haven't been positioned or, or strengthened <laughs> or trained. And, we, you know, like the church as a whole has been trying to move mm-hmm. forward in something that they are not um, ready for. And it has led to a lot of defeat. If I could just be, you know, direct about that. A lot of defeat in the spiritual arena, but also in the natural arena. Um, Unfortunately, but that's a byproduct of being out of of alignment and out of order. Amen. The divine order. uh, And it's divine order. We've been substituting divine order with church building order or with denominational order. And that those are irrelevant. They're not going to stand... They don't even stand now, but let alone in eternity. And, you know, the book of Ephesians, as you said, took us from looking at God's overarching plan. This is what God is doing in the spiritual realm. And this is what all of this time we're spending on the earth was about. This is what happened before we came into the earth. And here's your development course while you're here in the (laughs) earth so that you can be ready for something. And that's to be useful by the master. You know, um, there's a reason that we don't take children into battle babies we don't put a a helmet on the baby's head you know can barely hold its neck up and we slap a helmet on it and put it try to put a sword in the baby's hand and you know a shield and say go fight because the baby can't wield those weapons he can't even support it you know it didn't work for david with saul's armor exactly exactly but at least he had spiritual understanding he had more spiritual maturity than natural maturity which is okay just not the other way around but i mean even as even as a, a he was an adult at that point, right? Give or take 17, 18 years old, but he still wasn't able to handle it, right? Mm-hmm. For So as you brought up, Layla, you know, with the, the quote-unquote legal age, right, in, in the United States where we're considered an adult or su- supposed to have this maturity, right? There's a certain level of maturity, but, you know, he, he recognized, hey, this, this doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. This is not going to work in this situation. It's actually detrimental to his, I'll say, ability to live, his survivability in battle. Amen. Amen. And God taught him how to eventually, as he continued in his process with the Lord, how to mm-hmm. bend a bow of bronze and trained his arms for war, right? God trained him to do those things mm-hmm. later and as he continued to mature with the Father. But you know, God is looking for that for us now. So as we came to the end of Ephesians, that's what we see. Once we have aligned ourselves with God's divine order, now we're able to put on this armor and we're standing strong and, you know, ready to hear and learn how to wield these weapons. So I'm excited about that as Amen. we move forward in the things of God and also in, in some other areas that the Lord is having us um, cultivate and train his body. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Amen. So to provide a little insight, um, the next book the Lord is going to have us go through is the book of Hebrews, or the the letter or epistle to the Hebrews. And the reason behind that is now that we have the divine order, the Lord wants to teach us more about faith and have us grow in our faith. Mm-hmm. Because we have to be in alignment, but we also have to have faith, right? Is what the Lord said he's looking for when he returns. Will I find faith upon the earth? That's the thing he's asked. Mm -hmm. So the men and women of God that are going and are doing great exploits, that are bringing in this end time harvest, will, must be 
people of faith. So the Lord is going to build up his body, his church, his bride in faith. And we have to do that long before we can get to the battle and fighting. Mm-hmm. What, there's no point in going to the battle if you're not in alignment and I'll say divine alignment and order and or have no faith that you will be victorious. That's Amen. a recipe for disaster. Amen. And not just one-time faith, but a faithfulness is also Amen. what he's looking for. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, we're going we're gonna to stop there for today. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us. And, you know, we look forward to you joining us when we continue our, our next book, the book of Ephesians. I mean, book of Hebrews. Oh, so you, yes, we just wrapped <laughs> like, up. Thank what? you. Thank you for that. Honey, honey. We just wrapped up Ephesians. That's yes, right. as we, our next book, the book of Hebrews. Okay. So uh, before we roll out of here, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you have put joy inside of our lives, Lord, that you have given us good inside of our lives, Lord, that so we go in your will, Lord, and inside your plan, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you are taking us through the process, Lord, to build us up into the people that you have for us to be, Lord, and that you would invest such amounts of your time, Lord, to seeing this done, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord, and that he is guiding us and leading us into your will, Lord, and in what is the right situation and the right answer to those situations, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.